0: Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. A life of faith is so pleasing unto him. Thank you, Father. A life that takes him at his word. Oh, hallelujah. We thank you, Father. And wouldn't it be lovely if, um, it would be so lovely if we could say that every single person that was on this earth has come to the knowledge of God and is walking in the blessing of God. But the temporary truth in the name of Jesus is that many are still in different areas at different times um, receiving wisdom and instruction and direction as to how to walk in that. And so the enemy is always, the scripture says that he's seeking about, he's roaming about, and his desire is to devour. And so tonight, Pastor Ian um, has asked me to um, shed a little bit of light on the season that we are in, um, the season of Teshevah, the month of Elul. And um, and so I'm going to endeavor to do that tonight, and I'm going to um, try to do it um, with the heart and mind of God in the sense of the the bigger picture and what God is doing and where we are headed, and why is it important that we understand Teshuvah in what 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 God is doing and so as I said the the scripture tells us about the enemy that he's seeking about to devour and so what he does God's desire is always to bless in every area of life that's his nature miracles as I said are just a a display of the goodness of God God um, made it very clear from the beginning hallelujah that he only wanted good for man that we are his children that he's our dad and he—he he, we're his family and his desire is always and only good for us. And the enemy's roaming about to devour and what he's doing is he's making, if I could use this kind of legal term, is he's, he's making claims against us and, and developing cases against us. And so God, you know, when it comes to the Jewish calendar and Jewish um, holidays, which the Jewish calendar is is developed around the holidays, religious days and holidays, and God is always about teaching so that we could understand, so that we could grow, so we could be blessed. And pastor's been doing a really good job of helping us to understand that's always been God's intention to get the blessing of God to us. And so the sad truth, though, temporary truth, is that there's an enemy who's trying to make claims against us. And so God builds his calendar is all around religious holidays with the, ho- the hope that we would understand what the holiday is and that we wouldn't do it out of religion, but that we would do it out of understanding and that we would study it, so to speak, go to God before it, so to speak, get some light on it, so that it's not just information, but it becomes light, it becomes revelation, it changes the way we live, it changes the way we think, it changes the way we live, it changes the way we do life. So when we talk about Elul, or we talk about Teshuvah, which is the season that we're in, in God's grace and mercy, it's a season where the Jewish people are, are concerned, it's a season of grace and mercy, and it's it's showing us, in a sense as new testament believers what what that which we already have through the powerful blood of Jesus that has been shed on our behalf but the truth is that pastor said even though god had an amazing plan and even though jesus shed his blood and even though god turned off the spigot so to speak and his desire is only always blessing the sad reality in many cases is that good God-fearing, God-loving children of God are not necessarily receiving of the fullness of the blessing of God because there is an accuser of the brethren. And what he's doing is, as I read, hallelujah, I just read in, where was I, just John, that, you know, there's an enemy who comes because we receive by faith. And so what he does is he comes to accuse our hearts because the bible says if there is no confidence in our hearts and our hearts condemn us the lack of confidence because faith is confidence or trust or assurance in god so if there's a lack of confidence then there is no faith in god there's no trust in god and so we're not receiving and so he's all about searching to devour and making claims and building cases and so the Jewish people look at this time as a time of great mercy and grace when it comes to the Lord. Teshava means, if you translate that name, it means repentance. That word is actually translated repentance. It's a time of repentance. And where it comes from, where you'll see it in scripture is it's linked to that time where israel is miraculously delivered from slavery from bondage it's the blessing of god and god showing his children deliverance and his heart towards them his love released towards them and no sooner are they released from bondage where we know the stories They are in the wilderness, and they are murmuring, and they're complaining. So Tesheva is linked to this time when Israel builds. Moses is up on the mountain. He's receiving the commandments of the Lord. And they're down there building this golden calf when God's desire is to be God in their lives. And God's hope is that through that deliverance, they would have seen they would have allowed the transformation in what they saw in what they heard as they practiced. then this time of deliverance in these holy feasts or celebrations as they go through the motions so to speak they're allowing themselves we're allowing ourselves not just to go through the motions but to allow God to speak to our hearts allow light and understanding and revelation to come to us everything that God does has a purpose everything that God does has a meaning everything that God does is always for our good but we don't experience good unless we understand things we we may experience good for a little bit until there's there's doubt that rises up and all of a sudden what we received can be taken from us if it doesn't become a revelation in our heart that's how you keep things you might come to the altar you might receive your healing and if you don't do work with the fact that God is good uh, whatever it was that God overcame in that moment that comes to try and steal because the Bible says that the enemy comes immediately for the sake of the word Because the word is life, the word is health, the word is strength, the word is medicine. And so he comes immediately for that. And so if we don't understand what just happened, we love the fact that people fall down. We love the fact that all these crazy things are happening. But we want all the good, crazy things of God only with the change and the transformation that they bring along. Can I get an amen? We want change. We want transformation. So Teshava is this 40 days where Israel has sinned. They developed this calf because that's all they saw in Egypt is all of the worship, idol worship. And so now what they're doing is they're mimicking what they've seen. They're mimicking what they've heard without them probably even realizing that all that they saw and all that they heard, they would never have said They would never have said because they were asking for a deliverer and they were praying to God for deliverance. And so probably to their surprise, they find themselves in the middle of this foolishness and nonsense where basically the message is instead of trusting in God, they're trusting in another. Okay. And so what God does during this holiday in his grace and his mercy is he's allowing He's allowing this opportunity to examine our hearts, to cleanse ourselves of everything that is wrong, wrongful thinking, and to allow ourselves to be purified of that wrong thinking, to allow our thoughts, because we know that wrong thinking produces wrong feeling, will produce wrong choices, and eventually get us down the wrong path. So we have a lot of wisdom and understanding today. And so this is really a time where Moses interceded for Israel because they're making wrong, wrong, wrong choices. And so this is a time, the time of Teshava is a really good reminder. As I said, in God's you know, holidays, every one of them has such significant meaning. And if we don't do them religiously, they become the pillars of truth in our life that bring freedom to our life. Amen? Amen. So Teshavim means to repent and it means to return, to change. We all know that repentance means to change what you're thinking. It means to change your mind so your actions will change so that the direction that you're going in. How many of you know that you know, unless God intervened, some of their de- destiny at, at that point, you know, you know, earth swallowed some of them up and all of that, you know, mm-hmm. that wrong action, there was a consequence to that wrong action. Yeah, yeah. And so that's what we want to learn. Thank God for the blood of Jesus. Thank God for the power of the blood. But I think a lot of times as New Testament, we're going to talk about some of this, you know, pastor does a good job always explaining to us what sin is. And so we need to hear this with mature ears tonight, because if we're afraid to hear the truth, we don't grow. If we're afraid to hear the truth, we can't grow. We can't grow. Right? If we put ourselves in that place in our lives where our mentors and our disciples know that we're going to fall apart when we hear truth, we, we are, we're we're going to stagnate there unless we can go to God and, and, and receive confidence knowing His nature and that His intention towards us that we're okay, that everything's going to be okay, and then we grow. But if we don't allow that, then we get stuck. And so basically, Teshavah is a time where we are freed from the effects of sin. And so it's really interesting, you know, when, um, when you kind of look at this from a Jewish perspective, because I say sometimes in New Testament, in a New Testament mindset, we, water, we can water down the word of God so much that we lose so much truth. And remember, Mark 4 shows us that the more we understand God, the more we understand his word, the more we understand his ways, the more can come to us. Yeah. The more we love ignorance and we stay in the place of ignorance, the the less comes towards us. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. So I love I love to look at that you know I um, I, I really uh, the the um, side side note here it's so interesting to see over the last few years it's such um, an interesting phenomenon from when You know, Pastor and I gave our hearts to the Lord and to where the church, you know, um, has gotten to. And we trust God, you know, we are the bride of Christ and we are that spotless bride and God is going to have his way. Amen. Um, But it's so amazing, you know, when um, you know so many people were in this place of of legalism and feeling the weight of it. And and what the law does is it it can bring, um, if we're not careful and we don't, when we're receiving truth, if that's going against us, as pastors said, there's there's wrong thinking in us, we deal with the wrong thinking and we advance. We don't allow that wrong thinking to stay because that wrong thinking then becomes the truth that we lay on top of the wrong thinking becomes a weight to us and we live in condemnation and we don't grow. Right. We want to receive the truth when it, it comes against what we're believing. We, have, we reason that with the Lord and we receive the truth, dump the error, and we grow. we go forward and we grow that's how it happens amen and so um, hallelujah Uh, in in this day and hour um, that we're in I heard the Lord say because we watch so much of you know learning truth and doing what's right because it's right and it's so good when you're young to just do what you're told and God's trying to wean us from that to the place where we do it because We want we know that he is life and his his life is life and the enemy is death and so we're choosing life. Right? It makes sense. Choosing life, not choosing death. Because there isn't a third option. And so it's amazing how, you know, when, when you look at what the Lord said to me is, you know, some of those people had to jump into grace because in what pastor is saying, what grace does now is it eliminates all condemnation but if we stay there then we become unbalanced and and if you stay in a grace where there are no right there is no right or wrong then sin is committed okay so we have to live in this place of balance so in God's heart he would like us to jump into the other ditch if we couldn't walk in the middle of the road Because in that place where there's no condemnation, because condemnation is fear, and because God is good and he's a blesser, he will allow people to live. Because you might wonder, you know, what happens to people when they seem to jump in into grace and all of a sudden they receive. Because condemnation is fear. But God doesn't, you know, and so he's happy that the condemnation is gone because it's fear, and fear is of the enemy, and fear has torment. But he doesn't want us to stay there because as long as we stay there, he knows that we're in trouble because we're in an unbalanced doctrine. Yeah. Do you understand? Grace and truth kiss. Yeah. Okay? So it's interesting. We look at the golden calf when we're looking at Teshuvah, and we, lo- we want to call that sin. Okay? And so from a Jewish perspective, this season of Teshuvah, as I said, is a time of grace and mercy where we do what Um, we did what Moses did, and we are interceding, we're becoming, you know, introspective around mindsets that we may have, and we're, and we're getting it. We're getting, as New Testament Christians, that this is a lifestyle, but we're certainly thankful for the Lord to give us this chunk of time to be able to go, wow, so cause and effect. If I, if you just leave me to myself, God, and I'm causing, 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 causing death, then I'm setting myself up for a future of death, 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 even though I wouldn't choose it myself. Does that make sense? Right. Nobody chooses death. Everybody chooses life. And so we have this lifestyle or these times, these seasons, of of, of introspection. Then we we do just that. We get introspective so from a jewish perspective um sin hallelujah the definition of it is an act to which there is a penalty and that penalty must be paid now we know that jesus paid our penalty but let's stay in the middle of the road that doesn't give us a right to do wrong and it don't matter if we do wrong to god it don't matter if we do wrong to others or we do it matters say it matters because there's consequences to actions okay there's consequences to all actions and as new testament believers we need to we need to remember that so there is this idea in the new testament the shalom of god is all about nothing missing nothing broken complete and whole an eye for an eye is that god's desire in this season retribution is all about put it back and make it right if you've said something about somebody make it right if you've stolen something from somebody, make it right. If you've done something against my ways, make it right. Why? Because God is a God who's demanding no. Because he knows that there is cause and effect. As long as the earth remains Genesis 822, there is this thing. Hallelujah. Because that's the, the roller coaster of increase that we ride, seed time and harvest. It's what causes us to live in the multiplication, which is the season that we're in. Five, seven, seven, nine is multiplication. There is such an increase. Thank God for this season where we can become introspective and look at our lives and say, God, you're speaking increase. You're speaking exponential increase and acceleration. And I want to take a moment, because we would never think to ourselves without introspection, you know, unless it's glaring us in the face that there's something that we've done, okay? So it's God wants us to give back what is due, okay? Um, Basically, you know, everybody wrongdoing because of wrong thinking right but it's good to hear the way jewish people think about it because i think it sets on us this sense of responsibility that we bear and i think you know one of the things when it comes to growth the more you grow the more that you're able to carry responsibility it's the sign of someone that is growing is that we we carry more responsibility If we keep shrugging responsibility, then we stay... Who shrugs responsibility? Children have no responsibility, right? But grown-ups, adults, carry responsibility. So God's desire is that we would carry the responsibility, the things He's asking us to do, and, and we receive the grace, the empowerment to be able to do them. Okay, so sin's effects... This is from a Jewish perspective, which is very interesting because as I said, we lighten because we don't want you to feel condemned because we know that puts you in a place where you're not going to receive from God, but we have to be very careful that we don't lighten that where you are concerned because that stops up the blessing. Sin creates a barrier. Lies create a barrier to the blessing. We want it gone because we want to receive. Amen? Hallelujah. It's simple, simple, simple. So they see sin's effects as though it steals from us and it steals from others, and God's desires that we would give back. Sin's effects is the, the corruption of the divine image of man. Interesting. Corruption of the divine image of man. Wow, made in the image and likeness of God. Then right. we find ourselves doing things that Jesus would never do. Corruption. Of the divine image of man, we w- we declare restoration. A uh, sin's effects; it brings punishment. Okay, sin is, um, punishment is linked to sin. It sin has consequences. As I said, it's not something that will just pass. We got to get rid of that mindset, right? It it'll just pass. Nothing just no evil just passes all by itself. Okay, it doesn't just go away. We have to do something about it. Okay, um, sin. Uh, it leaves a trace it leaves a trace okay wrong thinking affects us it affects those around us that's the responsibility God wants us to step into as we're in this season of Teshuvah. sin pollutes it makes a mark sin Jewish people believe which is why this season is so important is it literally alters man so that he's not the same as he was before Mm -hmm. ever heard of that you know has he ever changed has she ever changed wow they even look different. Yeah. How many of you seen that? You know, you've yeah. seen that yeah. when people digress from the things of God. It's like their face is different. Yeah. They're like so different. That's what they believe, that they're, we're not the same as we were before. There is a change, yeah. okay? Sin incurs a liability, okay? It deprives man of his privileges and his and blessing, okay? So in Deuteronomy, Jewish people believe, um, the scripture um hallelujah, Deuteronomy chapter 7 and verse uh, verse 9 is a premise, Jewish people believe, this is where it comes from, okay, they believe that, which, which is why they're so blessed, um, because they believe in right and wrong, yeah. and they believe that God is, uh, Deuteronomy says that God is faithful, and that he keeps his, co- he's faithful, he's true to his word, he keeps his covenant or his promises, and he shows mercy to those who love him and to those who keep his word, it says, to a thousand generations, and they believe this, right? They believe, they have a belief in reward. It's at the foundation, their foundational level. They believe in reward and punishment. Okay? They believe in reward and consequences. They believe that. And so when I'm just living life, and I, it doesn't matter who I hurt and what I say, that there's no consequences. Is that true? Is it true? It's not true. How many of you know in the world? They say what comes around goes around, right? The world knows that there are consequences to the things that we say, the things we believe, and the things that we do. Okay, hallelujah. So, um, and, and it go. The scripture goes on to say, and and this is like a foundational, as I said, truth for them. That God is faithful. That He keeps His promises. That He does show mercy, which is what this season is about. To those who love him, he says, in his scripture says, if you love me, you'll obey me. To those who keep his word, to a thousand generations, and that he repays those who hate him. Okay? So repentance, hallelujah, leads us. Remember, there is that concept of there's a case against us. So repentance, then, changing the way we think, releases forgiveness by the blood of Jesus, and ultimately the claim against us is withdrawn if you look at it legally. So there's a claim against you because of what you're believing that's not in line with the word of God. So you repent of that. You change the way you think. Amen. And so you receive forgiveness by the blood of Jesus, a cleansing of that wrong thinking so that it finds its way into your life, understanding, and then that claim is withdrawn and now the blessing can flow and be reinstated in your life. Okay? There are some elements of repentance that I want to take a look at, okay? Because we don't talk a whole lot about repentance, but remember, we're understanding this from a Jewish perspective, and we're understanding it as people who can bear the responsibility because God's grace is present. Sometimes that's why he goes through all of the the time in the beginning of service where his presence is concerned, to be honest, to saturate us in his presence and in his glory, so that when we hear things, we are just so at peace in our heart and mind that we're not going to get in any angst. You know, it's like you're having the best day of your life and you're like, go ahead, say anything to me. It's not going to affect me, right? And he just surprises us sometimes. You know, it's kind of his little tactic, right? We are just saturated, and then he just, boom. He slips it in there, right? But everything he says is good. So the elements of repentance, I'm sure there are more than that, but number one is the recognition that sin is sin. In my life I realize that wrong thinking and wrong acting or thinking and acting that doesn't line up with the word of God is is wrong. I recognize that it's wrong. Yeah. Right? I gotta I gotta start there. I gotta be able to humble myself and say, you know, Lord, I, I you know, I know this is I know what I'm thinking is wrong, I know what I'm feeling is wrong, but you need to help me. I, I'm receiving your grace right now. I know that it's wrong. I'm humbling myself before you. I'm not standing there. And he's trying to talk to me. And I'm like, da, 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 Right? That's pride. And the Bible says that God resists the proud. But that's not a mean thing. He's doing it because we won't let him in. And we're the losers. Where there's pride, we're the losers. Because blessing flows in truth. And it flows in faith. And it flows in humility. Okay, we have to remember that God's not he's good only good always good. He's not trying to keep anything from us And so this is a really good season for us to become introspective everybody good Okay, so we're analyzing our motives and we're allowing our conscience to speak to us We're allowing the word that we put in our heart to talk to us. We're allowing the Holy Spirit to convict us number two First, there's a recognition, wrong is wrong, what I'm thinking is wrong, the way I've been living is wrong, the way I've been treating others is wrong, for the Israelites, the golden calf is wrong, (laughs) okay, Babylon, the Babylonian system of this world is man trying to meet his needs apart from God. Who would have thought, you know, maybe those Israelites are in the wilderness and they are receiving supernatural things, but there's that fear because they were starved and they were deprived and they were, and they had all that in them. And even though God is moving, they're not bad. It's just what was in them was coming out of them. So they might've been surprised at their own behavior. As I said, you know, they're acting out of this truth, which is a lie. And that's what the scripture says. Be careful that the light that is in you is not actually darkness. That what you believe is not actually twisted. Okay, nobody intentionally sets out to do wrong. No one does. We've been exposed to wrong thinking, people who aren't going where we're going, people who believe wrong things, and it's subtle, 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 subtle. But I'll tell you, when you're in that moment where you need truth, who you're hanging around, what you're hearing, what you're looking at makes... It makes all the difference in the world. Yeah. It makes all the difference in the world because if you're in a, a, a moment of crisis, what's in you is going to come out of you and you can't stop it. I mean, you can with the grace of God, but in, a, in the natural, you can't stop it. It's coming out, right? And, and, and conversely, if you don't put it, if you don't put the good stuff in, it's not going to come out either, okay? So remorse, there has to be remorse okay there has to be and that's a feeling and I know in faith we say you know faith is not a feeling right we live by faith and all of that but there has to be a sense of regret okay regret for what I did regret for what I said there has to be a moment I'm not saying go you know pull out the whip and start beating yourself but there has to be a moment where you acknowledge I feel really bad for what I did and if you don't experience that can I tell you that's dangerous ground and, and, and I, I know, you know, our, we're supposed to have, the Bible says that the Lord loves those who have a pure and a contrite heart, okay? We're supposed to have tender hearts before the Lord. And when we're full of God and his word and his ways, then we will have tender hearts before the Lord. But when we start watching the world and acting like the world and getting jealous of what the world has and all of this, our hearts get hard. And that my friend is very very dangerous a hard heart where God can't get into stopping all your dreams and all your desires and all your blessings there must be a sense of remorse a feeling of remorse regret maybe even just regret that I'm far away from God regret that I'm living in fear regret that God's asking me to do something and I know that I'm not doing it regret we express that regret before the Lord right? God, I know you're asking me to do this, and I, I am so, you know, apologetic to you. Please help me. I know this is not right thinking. I am so willing for you to intervene, because I want to have a tender heart. I want to feel what you feel, yes. okay? Number three, restri- restitution, elements of repentance, recognition that sin is sin, wrong is wrong, There has to be a feeling of, I I, I am sorry for what I've done. And restitution. There has to be a desire to make things right. Okay? To return things, to correct things, to fix things. Okay? Jews believe this. That if the action does not stop, it does not fulfill Teshuvah. So they believe Rosh Hashanah, 10 days of awe, um, Yom Kippur is the day of atonement. They believe that on Yom Kippur, their fate is sealed. So they are doing everything they can to make things right. They are doing everything they can to examine their hearts and make things right between God, between others, and with themselves. Because they believe on Yom Kippur, their fate is sealed. Why is that important? For that year. Okay? They, they believe that their fate is sealed for that year okay wow so they believe if the action does not change now we know that if the action doesn't change we probably haven't recognized sin as sin we probably haven't experienced some remorse we ha- probably haven't experienced this intense you know like I, this is wrong i hate it the bible says love what is good hate what is evil okay you can hate the devil you can hate wrongdoing Love God, love others, love yourself, but hate what is evil. Okay, there has to be those things because they believe if if the action does not stop, it is not fulfilling teshuvah. Okay, the belief has not changed. Okay, in order to fulfill teshuvah, we have to stop the sin. That's what counts. Okay, that's what counts. Okay? Wow, I mean, let's be real. If we don't change it we don't experience the blessing if we don't change it we're not growing if we don't change it we're only deceiving ourselves and staying where we are how many of us just want to stay where we are no thank you i want to keep growing i want more of god i want all that god has for me i want the life that he has i want the blessing that he has i want him to use what he's put inside of me i want to steward that well I want to trust him for all the needs of my life. I want to. I, I. I want to trust him. I want to come to that place of faith because we're in the time of great multiplication. So what we're doing is we're examining our hearts, dealing with all this, and we're being res- restored to faith, if I could put it that way. Okay. The key, hallelujah, um, and, and, and maybe I won't go there because the clock is zero. Hallelujah. Ah, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. We're trusting you, God, with all of our needs, with all of our responsibilities. Hallelujah. With with personal weakness and failure, trusting you to grow in faith and obedience, trusting you with physical needs and wants, trusting you with the wisdom we need, the guidance we need, the courage we need, trusting you to grow in character, receiving God. we just We trust you, God. We trust you, we trust you, we trust you. So we put ourselves in this time, God, hallelujah, to go through those different things that we've talked about. And we thank you, God, uh, hallelujah, for the gifts and the talents that you placed inside of us. We come away from all fear where they're concerned in the name of Jesus to be used by God, to step out in the things he's asking us to do, to step out in ministry, to step out in that place of responsibility to study, responsibility to pray, responsibility to love and care for others, not just your family, but your friends and your neighbors. Hallelujah, those people who are around you in the name of Jesus. i i I just every every good act hallelujah every good act and this is the importance of it is when you look at the life of elijah and elisha that's the story i want to i want to i really would just so much love to go there second kings chapter 4 42 44 but we see such faith and trust in the life of elisha and that's that's the life of blessing is the life of faith amen um but one of the things about miracles one of the things about truth one of the things about God's identity being restored in our heart, because we go through all of this truth, is every miracle, if you remember like Elijah and Elisha, they would take on the prophets of Baal, right? And, 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 and every miracle became an argument against the enemy. Every good act, every bit of blessing becomes an argument against the lies that God is not good. Becomes an argument against the the lies that says, you know, God's done everything he's going to do and he's not going to help you. That God's mad at you, right? Every miracle, every good deed and act of God, so to speak, becomes an argument and challenges not only what we believe, but what others believe about him. Hallelujah. God is faithful. He is so faithful. He is so faithful. Amen. Hallelujah. We just thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Everybody just take a deep breath. I just want to see. I, I, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I, I want to say this. When we do this introspection, um, what's, what God is doing in us is re- removing in the story, which is really amazing, why, I think why I love it so much is because pastor was talking about the Old Testament and how just the, the stories in the New Testament. In Second Kings, it's all about Elisha and this miracle of feeding people with loaves and fishes just like Jesus did. And this idea of, you know, God multiplication, um, which is where I believe that we are, but for the sake of time, we're not, we're not going there. Um, but we have to be able to see past you know, for them, right, as Elisha says, you know, put out the bread, and, and, the, and the person who faithfully brings the bread is like, ah, this is not enough for a hundred men, and then Elijah declares it again, put out the bread so that they can eat, because he knows who God is, and he knows what God's going to do, he's in faith, and so we have to be able to develop a, a, a confidence in God, just like Elisha had, where he says it twice, Right, He's confident in God. And, and, and so I just want to say that in this time of introspection, what we're doing, like in the story, is that we're, we're seeing past the, lo- the number of loaves that there were. Yeah. Right. We're seeing past the limitation. So Amen. We're seeing past those things. <laughs> and bringing us, hallelujah, to that place of faith. Bringing us that place that faith and stepping out in, in God brings more it brings revelation it brings more light hallelujah thank you lord so father let's just lift up our hands i just want to read read this amazing story because that's ultimately as i said what god is doing and i know that i've read this story before but um it's about a man by the name of george Mueller, um because that's what all of this you know in inspecting our hearts and you know, all of that does to us is it restores faith in God. And it says this in the story that George Mueller's life so beautifully, beautifully illustrates one who truly believed God's word and his promise to provide our needs. Mr. Mueller established several orphanages solely by faith that God was leading him to do so and he believed God's promise that he would provide their needs. Needs were were never made known. No indirect hints were made that funds were needed. And even when in dire straits, those who inquired as to the needs were never informed so that the ministry would be a testimony to God's faithfulness. Mr. Mueller said he was kept in peace by not looking at the little in hand but at the fullness of God. He was not looking at the little in hand, but he was looking at the fullness of God. He was not looking at the little in hand. That's what sin does. Lies do. As they cause us to focus on the little bit that's in the hand. They cause us to focus on what God's not doing. They cause us to focus on the bigness of the circumstance instead of the bigness of our God. They cause us to focus on the doctor's report. God bless doctors. But their word is not the end. God's word is the highest form of truth that exists. By not looking at the little, as we become introspective, as we clean out the closets and the clutter, so to speak, then we get to that place where we see the fullness of God. His desire, George Mueller's desire was to prove to all men that it is safe to trust only in the living God. Father, tonight with our hands raised in this place, we give you praise and honor. We thank you for your involvement. We thank you for your fingerprint. We thank you for the commanded blessing we thank you that you are God that you are king over all and we thank you in the name of Jesus that all fear is cast out and that faith is on the rise in the name of Jesus we thank you that you open every door to multiplication in our lives in the name of Jesus we thank you for a holy boldness in the name of Jesus and a confidence to decree and declare in the name of Jesus, what is ours? Lord, what is ours? Lord, what is ours? Against every claim, against every case against every trial in the name of jesus we no longer wonder god what we're going to do about the past we no longer wonder about how the past is affecting the future god we thank you in the name of jesus that we win that through your blood we win that through the cleansing of your blood we win that through this introspection god and making things right god we win 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 in the name of jesus and we ask lord after all that is said tonight, and hopefully I've explained it and, and you've understood it, that we would enter this time as a church of fasting and, pray and that, prayer and that we would unite. And through fasting and prayer, healing comes and, and revelation comes and illumination. We quiet our mind down and we get into our heart to the place where we, we are, our brains are not going 100 miles a minute and we're at peace so we can hear God. That's what happens when you fast unity happens when a church fasts supernatural things revelation healing takes place just because a church comes together and we fast supernatural things hallelujah we thank you father in the name of jesus for a holy boldness god glory 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 to receive in the name of jesus i thank you father that we leave this place and we don't this was not just a good message I did not just, I say it's not just a good message. (laughs) I don't think I'm allowed to say that, but I didn't just say these things. It's truth. And it came not so you could just think, oh, wow, that's something I never heard, or yeah, that's something I remember. God said this to us tonight so that we would do something about what we heard. Because remember what the Jewish people say, unless something changes, nothing changes unless something changes nothing changes and it starts here unless something changes nothing changes you're walking around with a heavy all the time You're walking around feeling like your circumstances are bigger than God. You're walking around in sadness, in in hopelessness. Come on. This is our season. This is our hour. This is our time to receive, to cleanse ourselves from all that junk and to receive truth and rise above and live where we should. Jesus might have lived and walked on this earth, but he lived above with the perspective of heaven. We can declare it all we want. I will be done on earth as it is in heaven, but nothing happens unless we change. So just declare that tonight in the name of Jesus. I know I went long. I don't know how long, but we're in this season. We're in this time, okay, to be introspective, to do what you heard tonight. Do it. Why? Do it. Why? So that we can see the blessing flow, so that we can provoke the world to jealousy, so that we could rise up and instead of feeling condemned, we would say what God says about us. We'd say what God says about our life. We say what God says in the face of adversity, we would rise And we would refuse the lies of the enemy and say what God says and watch and see those things change in the name of Jesus. There's a boldness that hits our life when we come together and we fast and pray. There's a boldness that hits your life when you cleanse yourself of all those things, those weights that the Scripture says that have so easily beset you and weighed you down. God wants to restore, refresh Refire and fill our hearts in the name of Jesus. And it happens because we take these days that we are in very, very, very personal, very personal, and very responsibly and seriously. And we let the fate of our year, because we know what we sow, we reap. So we let the fate of our future be sealed. Because it came forth out of truth in the name of Jesus. Amen? Hallelujah. Say, I receive it. I receive it. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus.